Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. You're a bunch of idiots. I thought that Macho Man Randy Savage had passed away. I'm glad to hear that he is still calling us to tell us how stupid we From are. You're a bunch of idiots. Dave and Mahoney. Poke it with the broom. Chris, you've owned multiple homes over the years. Have you ever just poked a fire detector with a broom and it button. just stopped beeping? The button. I like that you're just poking it with a broom. <laughs> Which, by the way, is something an old person does at that point. They just start poking things. Mahoney's just going to walk over and start whacking it. So <laughs> see if it'll stop. Dave and Mahoney. I think if you're worried about people knowing whether you're high or not, yeah. Shouldn't be getting high. Talk to you later, Mike. <laughs> I don't like to smoke weed or do edibles around anybody except for myself. I'm with you, Mahoney. Anytime that I get high, I'm like, talk to you later, Mike. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. Uh, Four people have found out that uh, selling a miracle cure for COVID during the height of the pandemic is something that you cannot do, especially when you are selling people bleach. Oh. Yeah, so four members of a Florida family have been sentenced to years in federal prison for conspiring to defraud the United States by distributing an unapproved and misbranded drug and calling it a miracle cure, but it was actually just toxic bleach. They took advantage of the First Amendment's freedom of religion and made more than a million dollars is what they say. So there's a 37-year-old, a 29-year-old, each of them also found guilty of contempt of court. Mm -hmm. They're getting 12 and a half years. And then there's a 66-year-old and a 36-year-old. All these four people part of the same family. So it looks like dad and three sons. Uh, Each of those two were sentenced to five years. So according to the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of Florida, uh, they manufactured, promoted, and sold a product that they named Miracle Mineral Solution, uh, MMS as it was known, but really it was just bleach and water. Remember the, uh, if you remember, if you've been listening to the show for a while, there was the other Jason Mahoney out there who was selling that I miracle that cure and yeah. you know, all that bleach garbage. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's amazing. You know, sometimes you wonder, how could somebody be so, you know... Gullible. Gullible yeah. to, to want to buy something that has had no research and, you know, it's just bleach. So I'm glad that these people who've, who are taking advantage of and, and hurting people, you know, throw the book at them. Well, yeah, and they're doing it under the guise of a, of a church yeah, as well, or like leaning into people's beliefs and everything else. It's just disgusting. So, yeah, 12 and a half years. So I hope you uh, hope you enjoy your time in the big house. Uh, some good news today as well. I mean, one-time science. Come on. Uh, experimental cancer vaccine showing it clears 4 in 10 pancreatic tumors and prevents disease from returning, according to a new study on mice. And you talk about, you know, one of the most devastating cancers there is, and it's pancreatic cancer. I mean, that's the one that, unfortunately, you see so many people. I mean, there's usually, when you hear somebody has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, there is really uh, not much that can be done. So the fact that we are making advancements to uh, possibly find a cure for this and uh, work on it, man, I, this is... This is the kind of real science that we need here on the planet. It's just unbelievable how they're able to figure these things out. So this vaccine uses a weakened salmonella bacteria to trigger an immune response containing a piece of the recipient's tumor to train the body to fight the cancer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really wild that they have figured out, seemingly, at least in mice, how to train the body to fight off this cancer where 43% of the tumors were gone and it prevented a relapse. So, you know, how, how many times can they do this treatment? There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. But, I mean, these are the sort of advancements 
that we have been hoping for for generations and just love to see that they're getting closer and closer every day. Let's continue to beat cancer's ass, Dave. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So everyone has a couple of go-to funny stories that they can whip out when needed. But what do you think the minimum number of funny stories any one person should have locked and loaded, ready to go? Message deleted. Man, that's like asking a comedian to tell a joke on the spot. Yeah, but Mahoney, I mean, if there's anyone to ask about this, it would be you. Because you said that your first date with your wife, mm-hmm. granted this is, what, 13 years ago or whatever, sure. uh, was the perfect date because you had a certain number of stories that were all just absolute three. bangers. But you, So there it is. That's the answer. It was three, three go-to stories. stories that had made it into final rotation, kind of like your tight five minutes if you were a comedian. Uh, and, you know, I told all three of those stories over the course of the dinner while making other small talk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they seemed to go well. Uh, most of them involved me crapping my pants and or crying. Was there multiple crapping your pants stories in the big three? No. It's just no, one? No. Yeah. But there was two crying stories. Okay, so it really kind of showed that you're the alpha. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm a man who is in touch with his emotions. Maybe a little bit too much? Was was one of them the crying into the burrito after too much Jägermeister? No, that one. that one's not really that great of a story. Yeah, it was just me. I, that's more sad know, than anything. I just, you know, went to a you know, Mexican restaurant after drive you, through after you drank too much and so was the, bought a burrito and I was real sad. What didn't they make an Uber driver take you through the Uber drive? Didn't exist. Was it a then. taxi? No, no. It was my uh, it was my roommate. Oh really? <laughs> but he had seen me cry many times before. Were so. you sobbing while you were ordering the food? Yeah. They're not taquitos. They're tear ketos. Please leave a message after the tone. Great 80s show. What about Nighthawk? Dude with the motorcycle that could do everything. Airwolf was awesome, too. Can't forget about Nighthawk. Message deleted. I don't know anything about Nighthawk. I know about Night Rider. I know about Night Court. Night Court's theme song. Also certified banger. But I don't know anything about Nighthawk. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking it up, and there's just not really that much. There's Nighthawk's which is a TV series from 88 to 92. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe. I've never heard it's of it. It's got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I mean, that's pretty good. Not bad. Did you ever watch Night Court? I did watch Night Court, yeah. Love me some John Larroquette. Judge Harry. Didn't they, they brought it back and then didn't it just get canceled again? Is that what it was? Maybe. I watched it. It was during COVID. And so it was a weird time. Yeah. And it was just kind of meh. That's mm-hmm. not the right one. Nighthawks is not it. Okay. That's a po- popular Irish chat show featuring interviews and famous guests and discussions. <laughs> Don't spend a lot of time watching Irish TV, unfortunately. Is there any good uh, like Irish talk shows? Because there's, there's a bunch in, in the UK, like in, in England, yeah. but then we don't get any from Ireland. No. Zero. I, we at least got, uh, what's his name? Craig Kilborn. But he's from Scottish. Scot- from Scotland. Yeah. But nothing from Ireland, except for Conor McGregor's crappy whiskey. Garbage. What's the talent you really wish you had? I wish I could focus on something for one or five minutes at a time. Message deleted. Man, just being a musician. I mean, yes. like my mom is literally a piano teacher, and she would always encourage us to learn the piano, and I was just too ADD when I was a kid to care at all, and now I, I realize as an adult 
what an absolute superpower that is that if you're would be a dude who can play piano. Tickle on them Chris, ivories. Did you, did you just crack your knuckles because you can play piano? Yeah, I can play. Yeah, of course. You're yeah. a single man, and I bet that that helps you in certain circumstances. No, not it? even a little bit. Not even a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I mean, where where is there a piano to just hop? Like, I remember you start staying at like the real fancy hotels because they always got. No, nah, man, you got to have a piano back at your house, and then when you go back for a nightcap, you know, just a little play a little little song, set the set the tone. You ever heard of Von Mauer, the department store? They would always have, like, piano players in the middle, you know, and sometimes I'd try to go over there when I was younger and hop on the piano. But there's just never a piano at your convenience where you can hop on and impress somebody. But Yeah, I mean, if you had the musical... You need a piano guy to follow you around. I do, yeah. you know? <laughs> I feel like that's... If, if a piano guy's following you around, that seems like a, a bad omen, like the one's about to fall on you. Which, also, you don't hear stories about pianos falling on people nearly as much as you used to. Which back. is a, a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean... Did everyone just have pianos that they would load in and out of the windows I don't and, think when they lived in high-rises? I've moved a piano up and down the stairs. It you have? Not in, well, with a crew of people. Like, you have to hire special movers for pianos, dude. Yeah, That's no kidding, man. Very unrealistic I of would, what they taught us as youngsters of pianos falling out the eighth floor of a building. I would think more often than not, it would be treadmills falling on people from, <laughs> from the sky Just now. a rogue Peloton. Ah! This is Dave and Mahoney. When you're looking for love, hey baby, you want then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, everyone is out there looking for love in their own special way, and that includes fine folks that have an affinity for logging onto the internet and very specifically Craigslist, because boy, there's a lot of misconnections out there, and there's only one landing spot on all of the internet where you can go to profess your love for somebody that you had a brief encounter with, and that is the misconnections on Craigslist. Dave, many years ago, in our rich friend's dad's basement, we put our hands on a stack of Playboys, penthouse forum letters, and hustlers, and we swore that we would help amplify the message and help these freaks fly their flag as high as they possibly can. This is a man for a woman that's entitled Emma Stone looking for the woman who looked identical to Emma Stone. We met in a pet store years back. You were headed to a funeral. If you see this, would love to reconnect. What? Are you sure it actually wasn't Emma Stone? I mean, and also, like, Years ago, you met her, and now you want to reconnect? You're thinking about, like, a chick you met in a pet store. While like, she was headed to a funeral. Also, why didn't you go to the pet store before a funeral? Maybe she needed confused. to get some Maybe she needed some dog food. That could be it. Probably. Uh, this one is entitled, You Smiled at Me. And then they didn't uh, leave any other details. So whether or not this is a man or a woman, we don't know. You smiled at me, and a light filled my heart. The connection wasn't missed at all. It was fully received. You seemed deep, deeply connected within yourself. Thank you for sharing that moment with me. Changed forever. Got a light? Question mark. I mean, don't you kind of wish, Dave, that somebody could just smile at you and it would change your life? Yeah, like, for the better, forever. Somebody smiles at me. I'm like, what do you want? Man, we could win this Powerball, and we'd be like, like, man, oh man, there's a lot of taxes. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's gonna want something now. <laughs> Uh, this, uh, this next one is entitled Blonde Mom, Man for a Woman. I have to say, I kept walking around the store just to catch a glimpse. I don't normally do that, but you were more than nice on the eyes. You had your son with you around 530. We almost bumped into each other going to the checkout lane, and I was more than happy to let you go ahead. You seemed like you kind of blushed when you said thank you. My mom was blonde. You remind me of her. You and your son probably have the same connection I had with my beautiful mother. Taking a one in a billion chance that you'll see this and you checked out and liked what you saw, too. I hope we can connect 
I can help you out. Does it seem like you were a little stressed even walking out to your white Chevy SUV that had the license plate dot, 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 Bro. What are you doing, man? You follow this lady around the grocery store. And then you follow her out into the parking lot and you jot down her license plate number? Dude. We're calling the cops. No kidding. Uh, And finally, last but not least, this is entitled Female Security Guard. This is a woman for a woman, Mahoney. Okay. Yesterday afternoon, you told me it was a beautiful day out. I was the girl in the cut-up Def Leopard tank top. Hell yeah. You have freakishly thick shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Your posture shows that of a Greek goddess. I'm not making fun of you. I find these things attractive. I feel secure with you. You are the rock to my Kevin Hart. If you ever want to play, give me a shout. Send me your picture so I know it's you. Think she's got handcuffs? <laughs> and a big old nightstick. Mm-hmm. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, I'm sure that you're not in the market for a whole bunch of Halloween decorations, considering it's just you, you living in your house right now and you're renting it and everything else. But for me, you know, I've got four young kids and they're all still very much into Halloween. So I feel a duty as a dad to, uh, you know, get the over-the-top Halloween decorations because they love Halloween. I do, believe it or not, Dave sort of decorate okay. for Halloween. Okay. But not until the day of. I set up, you know, I've got a lot of, if you've ever watched our stream at twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney, we've got a lot of lights yep. like here in the studio. I've got a lot of lights at home that, uh, you know, colored and can do, you know, interesting things like flashing and stuff like that. So I make it, uh, you know, I set up a little... Uh, you do a light show, but little, just just the day before, huh? Yeah, like okay. usually down like the main hallway where the door opens. Uh, but your kids seem to like Halloween the most out of all the major holidays. Yeah, I mean, they, if, if they had to choose, I mean, they would choose Christmas, of course, because they get so much stuff, but Halloween has become a close second where, you okay. know, they, they love all of the spooky stuff. They love walking around the neighborhood at night uh, and, and looking at Halloween decorations, and so... Do they get that, to keep their candy now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that, that has really kind of turned up the, uh, the pressure on me as the dad to make sure our house is not slacking, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for us, we had a bunch of our Halloween decorations last year got damaged because there was a lot of wind last year for mm-hmm. us at our house. And so we got rid of some stuff. And so we're in the market to buy new Halloween stuff. And it is so expensive. Well, I think people have ratcheted it up. Uh, the influencers have, again, ruined everything. Yep. And uh, what are you looking at now? I mean, I, did you make a trip to Home Depot? We, we made the trip to Home Depot, and we were looking for the 12-foot skeletons. Apparently, there is a bit of a scam going on where, and I'm the victim, uh, people will rush to Home Depot, and they'll buy all of those up intentionally because they know that they can resell them for more on the secondary market. Uh-huh. So if you go on, like, Facebook Marketplace, they're all over the place. Sure. But zero left at Home Depot. But we were on the Home Depot site to see what they had available, and... They do, like, just to give you an idea of how expensive these Halloween decorations have gotten, they have, like, little miniature promotional videos for each one of the larger, like, the 12-foot-tall skeletons. Do they still got the uh, the, the ripped-ass werewolf, the werewolf with, they, the, with, the, with the laser eyes? Mm-hmm. But would you like to hear one of these? Because I was watching some of these with my wife last you night. You were watching the, 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 the movie trailers for these Halloween decorations? Instead of watching, like, an actual show on TV, uh-huh. we're just sitting here cackling at how ridiculous they are because they go from trying to be, like, really menacing to also including the information about the, like, the functionality of mm-hmm. it to going back to being appropriate and talking about ripping the souls out of trick-or-treaters and everything okay. else. But here we go. This is uh, one of them. And just to give you an idea, this is, like, the 12th. 12 foot tall skeleton body with the pumpkin head. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's back. 
everyone's favorite bony behemoth has risen from the grave once more. Ready for another All Hallows Eve. The centerpiece of even the most towering displays. The 12-foot giant skeleton scale alone is enough to scare you out of your skull. When assembled, it stands more than a single story tall, many times the size of your trick-or-treaters, its detailed lifelike bones dwarfing those of the living. Once activated, its LED-lit eyes open to the world, <laughs> blinking and moving as if possessed. What on earth could this colossal carcass desire, you might ask? Don't get your bones in a bunch. There are plenty of bite-sized bodies to go around. What? Happy Halloween, and thanks for shopping at the Home Depot. <laughs> that there at the end just really and thanks for shopping brings it all together. What was the direction in the recording booth when they were cutting that? Like, let's give a, a vampire-ish with a lisp. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, it seems like every single week we've got more news about Britney Spears, and it is never good news with Britney Spears at this point. It's been a minute since we've had some good news about Britney, Dave. Uh, this would fall under the not great news for Britney. I mean, it was last week that she was dancing around with the knives, and they had a lot of people very concerned, and then she was like, no, they're prop knives. And you're like, are they? Are they? Are they and then all those... the bandages uh-huh. that we saw. You know, I will say I did enjoy all the hibachi chef uh, remixes that mm-hmm. we saw of that, but, uh, you know, concerning for sure. Uh, this time, Britney Spears is in trouble with the law for driving again with, um, yeah, after being pulled over by the California Highway Patrol, they realize, oh, you don't have any license to mm-hmm. drive. You also don't have any insurance, which don't you have people to handle that stuff for you, man? You would think that that would be the thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. We know she has the money to pay for whatever accident she has, but you got to have insurance. You got to have a license. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, of course, Britney Spears is fine to be able to pay a fine like this, but still, it's an $1,140 fine, so pretty significant. Uh, Ironically, the date, two weeks from today, is also the day of her highly anticipated memoir, The Woman to Me, is scheduled Uh for release. Uh, Fortunately, Popstar won't actually have to make a physical appearance in court that day, because that would be funny if she was supposed to be out doing promotion for her book, and instead Mm -hmm. she's in traffic court. Uh, But yeah, I mean... There, you know, whether or not she actually has a valid license, we don't know. We just know that she didn't have it on her and that the lack of insurance was a real thing. So, again, just kind of hoping for the best for Britney Spears, cautiously optimistic. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah, it's a it, it's tough putt for old Brit right Yeah, now. it's like I can't, I can't even look at the social media, man. Like, it's just, it is so cringe. It is. It's second-hand it makes, embarrassment. It makes me embarrassed. Uh, so Amber Heard is now going after Jason Momoa. Jason you know, Momoa. Well, Jason Momoa is in Aquaman, of course. He, he is, is a, Aquaman. He is Aquaman. And, and she's, she, Amber Heard is in the Aquaman movie as well. Yeah. And she's making some accusations against Jason Momoa, which I don't know if they're true. If they are, it's it's kind of a pretty funny way to I don't know, somebody. man. Her, uh, her, her, her credibility on accusations, uh, not at an all-time high right now. Yeah, yeah. No, she is saying that uh, Jason Momoa was intentionally dressing like Johnny Depp on set in order to troll her. And you're like, 
Was he, or do they just kind of dress Is he dress just similar? another dirty hippie also? Yeah. He's like also they, very muscular. They both look like dirty hippies that wear a lot of scarves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's also allegations in the document that uh, he was trying to get her kicked off of the movie uh-huh. because of a lack of chemistry. Um, and so, you know, there, there's this threatening letter that was sent to the studio um, saying that if she doesn't get kicked off the movie, that, you know, they're going to upend the entire thing. Long story short, uh, you know, Jason Momoa, is he really doing anything to mess with Amber Heard or is Amber Heard just His, a little nutty? Momoa's people have reached out and they said, no, he's not a drunk. No, he's not just dressing like Johnny Depp to oh, troll Andrew. Yeah, she, she did say that he was showing up drunk to the set and everything yeah. else. Yeah, And, you know, she's making a lot of wild accusations again. And again, uh, we've all seen the Netflix documentary uh, and, you know... How many times can he cry wolf? Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, Jerry Seinfeld hints at the possibility of there being a Seinfeld reunion. Are you here for it or not? Well, I felt like we already had a Seinfeld reunion. Do you remember the year? Uh, I mean, this is, you know, it's uh, well over a decade ago, but they all reunited for a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I always felt like that was the real unofficial, uh, you know, series finale mm-hmm. for uh Seinfeld because everybody was on there. It, it was great as always because, you know, Larry David was involved with it. But if they're going to, you know, maybe try to, you know, correct or right a wrong for some of their other fans who didn't watch that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, sure, you know, because guess what? Can't be any worse. This is Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, out of all of these sports broadcasters out there, who would you most like to have a dinner with? Oh, man, this is tough. Because, I mean, John Madden has got to be towards the top of the list for, for most people, right? I, I mean, we're talking living or dead. Living or dead. Is John, John Madden dead? Yeah, John Madden's been dead for quite some time. R.I.P. John Madden. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, John Madden, iconic, right? I would probably, that, that guy from, like, the 50s. That guy from the 50s? Yeah, who had that cool-ass voice? The cool ass voice from the fifties, Howard Cosell. Oh, sure, Howard Cosell. Okay, you tell you know exactly who I'm talking I know exactly about. Exactly, you're talking yeah. about. I've actually had the uh, the pleasure of spending some time around Brent Musburger. Oh yeah, and like some great stories there. Icon kind of reminds me of like my Scottish grandfather, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there there's some big names that are currently out there. But as far as like ones that are someone you'll hear every Sunday, like I think Jim Nance would have a lot of good stories. Isn't didn't Jim Nance admit to never eating a vegetable? Oh no, that was uh, what? The, that was the other guy. Who's the uh, that was Al Michaels? Al Michaels, yeah, he's <laughs> never, never eaten, eaten a vegetable, vegetable. <laughs> in his in his entire life. I'll tell you who I don't want to have a drink or dinner with: Joe Buck. Yeah, that's the lead. Yeah. Uh, you know, Aikman would be at least interesting, but Buck is. I mean, he's a fine broadcaster, but the nut low as far as like entertaining. So what about Bob Costas? Because we've actually had Bob Costas on the radio show before, and he was an exceptionally interesting guy. And, you know, talked about all of his work with the Olympics. He's doing baseball, the playoffs. Sure. This year and does that from time to time. Doing he's things not, that he's interested in these days. Yeah, you're not seeing him as much as he as he used to because, you know, he used to carry uh, Sunday Night Football for NBC yeah. and everything else. And uh, obviously the face of the Olympics. Costas would probably be my number two. Well, if, if Costas is towards the top of your list, that's actually a really good thing because Bob Costas saved a fellow diner's life by performing the Heimlich maneuver at a restaurant. Tell you, Bob Costas. He uh, he didn't want a lot of praise for it. He said he doesn't think it's a, it's that big of a deal. But he successfully performed the Heimlich on a fellow diner at an unidentified restaurant recently. The person started choking. He intervened and saved their life. So Bob Costas, obviously, been around forever as a broadcaster. But if you're going to be just, like, randomly choking in a diner, 
That's a pretty good story if Bob Costas comes over and saves your life. I'm shocked it was the Heimlich that he didn't actually just, like, jump into that guy's throat and be able to uh, pull it out with his hands. Because he's such a tiny pocket he's a, person. he's a little tiny guy. He just saved someone's life, and you're going to sit here and start calling him a tiny little man. That can- he's, he's, he's cute. He's adorable. <laughs> I want to pick him up and hold him like a baby. So Bob Costas intervening, saving a life, and I think he is a real American hero because of that. Dave, we should put him on Mount Rushmore. Would you be able to see him? Probably not. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, you've long said that litter bugs are some of the most obnoxious people to you in the entire world. I wish there was a law on the books if we saw somebody littering that we were able to fist fight them on the spot uh, penalty free. So this guy is a bit more than a litter bug. I guess he'd be like a litter super bug. Uh, he is a 65-year-old man. His name is Benjamin Holroyd. He is from Florida, and he was arrested because he dumped 10,000 pounds of trash on the side of the road. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Benjamin Holroyd. Garbage, debris from the scene. They had to bring out the county workers to remove all of the waste. Um, they're saying that there was all sorts of litter that was there. And Benjamin's saying, I didn't do all of it. He's uh-huh. like, I just started it, and then other people dumped here mm-hmm. as well. But, yeah, I mean, the, the sort of disregard that you have to have for everyone else to have a massive trailer full of trash and just be like, I'm just going to leave this on the side of the road and other people can deal with it. Well, how, At, many, how many trips does that take? This feels like a lot, doesn't it? 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds. Like a trailer can't hold that, can it? I don't think so, man. That's a lot of trash. I will say this. As a young man, I always found no dumping signs to be hilarious. They were hilarious. And yeah. Did I you will. ever steal one and hang it up in your bachelor pad? I personally... Did not steal one, but I know people who did. Is that because you're unsure of the statute of limitations no. for stealing government oh, property? No. no, I talk about <laughs> we stole we stole a fire hydrant, man. Yeah, you like a whole fire hydrant, fire yeah, hydrant that was with that was, the pipe being attached. Yeah, that was like, pretty, pretty stupid. And they went yeah. to jail. Uh, <laughs> but as an adult, I take those no dumping signs seriously because you think about having to clean that up and just what an eyesore it becomes. On the side of the road, oh, yeah. in a in a vacant lot, or mm-hmm. you know, in a field, or whatever it may be. Nah, man, throw the book at this guy. Actually, throw all 10,000 pounds of trash at this guy. Speaking of throwing, that's a nice segue for this next story. And I asked this Florida woman, is there nothing sacred to you, ma'am? I guess she got into an argument with a gas station cashier. And during the argument, she threw the item that was in her hand at the cashier. What did she have in her hand, Dave? A sausage. A hot sausage. (laughs) What? I, I don't know if she had it already in her hand or if, <laughs> reached for it. Because it says that she, she grabbed a sausage from the hot tray and its tongs and started throwing them at the cashier. <laughs> so I don't know if she had just already had the sausage, chucked that, and then went back for the tongs or if she was like, <laughs> all right, I'm so mad, I'm going to start throwing things. Here's the sausage, here's the tongs. Maybe she didn't want to touch the sausage, so she used the tongs to throw well, it. Well, I, I appreciate yeah, maybe. her using the tongs to grab the sausage. Mm-hmm. Because maybe the cashier wanted to catch it. The the rest (laughs) of the story is so great. So after this argument leads to a sausage throwing and a Mm -hmm. tong throwing, the cashier was like, oh, hell no. Walked outside with the sausage and chucked it at her car as she was driving away. It's way too good sauce. I guess uh, she also you, chucked a uh, soda can at the cashier as well, so it, it escalated pretty, uh, you pretty know, quickly. Uh, again, gas station hot dogs 
All day. Sure. Got no problem with a gas station hot dog. Gas station pizza, hit and miss, depending on the location. Mm -hmm, For sure. But a sausage is a, that is a bold item. gambling. As a bold item to be uh, to be purchasing at a gas station, so I'm not shocked that this lady, uh, you know, uh, just lived by her own set of rules. I'm really curious if there's anyone out there that's listening right now that currently works at a gas station. How many hot dogs slash sausages do you sell in a day? Is that why they have the uh, plexiglass up? To uh... it's got to be right. Just it's just a sausage deterrent. Uh-huh. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. It's funny that despite all the other animals living there, humanity decided that the bear is the one that poops in the forest. Message deleted. Well, I think out of almost all the animals that do poop in the forest, the bear's poop is probably the largest. I'm not so sure I've ever seen a pile of bear poop. Have you? In person? I mean, in person, I've seen bears poop at the zoo. Okay. But not, like, out in the woods randomly. Mm. I mean, maybe a moose is bigger, but I don't think so. I think bears probably a little bit more regular. Is it because it's so disconcerting to find a pile of bear poop because that means that there is a bear close by? Like, if you're out in the woods and you find a pile of deer poop, no one's freaked out by that. I'm Googling what land mammal has the largest poop. Okay. Important stuff that we do here. Uh, Chris, do you... Uh... <laughs> I literally was Googling just what animal, <laughs> oh. period, has the biggest. So we'll uh, start with land. Okay. Land animal, what do we got for the biggest poops? That is the Asian elephant. Oh, okay. okay. I, and that. I have, I mean, I've seen videos of elephants pooping, and man, that is... Like, you know, you get the little baby elephant walking right behind and then just, just comes out naturally. Yeah. Um, the largest out of all animals, land and aquatic, would the be bear, the, or the whale. Yeah, the blue whale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you also know that wombats poop cubes? I did. Wombats they do? Cu- yeah. I follow all sorts of wombat accounts on Instagram. <laughs> of course you do. How long, otherwise, I'd be concerned how you would know that. So I did Google largest American animal poop, and it's not yielding any results for me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to research this one, don't we? Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, hold okay, on. What's your favorite oh, hold on. Wait, did you find something? Hold on. There's a break in the case. There's a break in the case. Hold up. Largest <laughs> poop from an animal native to North America, the American bison. The American bison. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 that also, makes sense. That makes yeah. Those things, just, I mean, they look like giant poop, too. They, yeah. they yeah. really do. That's so mean. Giant turds with little horns. Yep. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite concert? And, you know, when I went to see a concert when I was younger, it was great. Now that they're older, like in their 90s, I really don't want to see Motley Crue singing in their 90s. I hope they don't continue, but... What was your favorite concert? Message deleted. I don't know if it was my favorite of all time, but it's certainly up there. Um, I, I apologize to my parents because I know they're listening. Uh, I, when I was in high school, I told them that I was staying over at my friend Nathan's house, which I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a group of us, and all of us snuck away uh, from Columbia, South Carolina, and drove up to Charlotte, North Carolina, to see Metallica and Corrosion yes. of Conformity. And that was such a good show. Mostly because, especially because of your age and and how hot they were at that time. Well, I mean, we were, it was so rebellious. We weren't yeah. supposed to be there, you know. And nothing happened. We went to the concert and then turned around and drove home. And, yeah, but <laughs> badass concert, though. great concert. 
It was one of those shows where I, I I was young enough at the time, I didn't know that it was part of the show, where it looked like there was an explosion on stage mm-hmm. and this guy came running out, like like he looked like, like he was on, on fire. fire. And then all the power went out and then one light bulb dropped down above Lars's drum kit and they played like the last... stage, yeah. Yeah, but I expected to walk out of the arena, there'd be ambulances and fire trucks everywhere. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, what, yeah, yeah, where yeah. is everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Why is everything just fine? But yeah, it was an incredible show. For me, May 24th, 1998... Point Fest 9 in St. Louis. A festival, this okay. Is, I was 17 years old, and that concert like solidified why I wanted to be in radio, why I wanted to work for that station in particular in St. Louis, 105.7 The Point. And you regularly would send them t- t- tapes to ask them to uh, like give you any sort of job, anything at all. Wash cars, yeah. intern, do and anything. Every time that you sent them something, they always said, no. <laughs> I got shut down. I mean, I dropped off demo tape after demo tape, resume after resume at that station. Even for after years. after your graduation from broadcasting school and with still, honors, still got still nothing. Still got nothing. Uh, no but respect. let me tell you this, uh, Dave. Yeah. This lineup. So you've got Gravity Kills. Okay. Oh, yeah, the I band Big Wreck. I remember Big Wreck, sure. Uh Line Crush. Okay. Semisonic. Ooh, stepping things, stepping things up a little bit with the Deftones. Okay. Okay. Nice. Green Day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This the is a big Foo show. Fighters. What? Yeah. And Creed. Oh. So Creed, Creed was clearly the headliner. Uh, I mean, no. uh, Foo Fighters headlined. Foo Fighters headlined over Creed. Uh, Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> and Green Day burnt down a piano, and it was the <laughs> greatest show I've ever seen in my life, uh, and made me just want to go to every concert in the world for free. And I bet the tickets for that were like nine dollars. I think I paid twenty dollars, nineteen dollars, oh, something for that. The yeah. good old days. Please leave a message after the tone. Been listening to you, uh, Mahoney and Dave, for a long, long, long time. Uh, uh, met you both, and I met uh, Dave. Not met, but said hi to him in uh, uh, Disneyland like three years ago. Whatever. Anyway, uh, my daughters went to the elementary school that uh, Mahoney's lovely wife uh, is in charge of, and you know what? The moms get together and talk crap about all the teachers and everything, including my wife. But uh, your wife, Mahoney, they never said anything bad about her. She's wonderful. She's warm. She's just a kind-hearted, wonderful person. Uh, Mahoney, get it together, man. You got to give this woman a baby. <laughs> get, get her a baby. Baby about? time, man. Mahoney, quit with the pullout game, man. Love you guys. Message deleted. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Yeah, My wife yeah. is phenomenal. I'm glad that uh, your kids uh, were able to get a great education, and I'm glad those moms don't talk trash about my wife because if they did and it got back to me, That'd I would be, go down there and fist fight them all. That'd be problem. <laughs> yeah, and now you know, moms, That's we right. got an inside source that mm-hmm. will dime you out. Dave, Dave at Ed Mahoney. So when it comes to large pumpkins, every single year around this time of year, there is somebody who rolls out the world's largest pumpkin, and it has happened again. This one is coming to us from Minnesota. They brought out a pumpkin to to harvest, and they said, this is the world's largest pumpkin. Let us prove it. So they brought it to the 50th annual world championship pumpkin way off in Half Moon Bay, California. So keep in mind, they moved this from Minnesota all the way out to California to have it officially weighed 2,000. 749 pounds is the weight for the pumpkin that won this contest. And the reason why I bring this up to you, Mahoney, is because uh, you have had an affinity for stealing large pumpkins in your youth. Dave, yes, when I was in high school, there was a house one or two blocks over that got the biggest pumpkin 
I had ever seen in my life. How big would time. you say it was now that you are able to kind of uh, eyeball it as an adult? I would say that pumpkin probably weighed, I mean, 200 to 300 pounds. So that was a big boy. It was a big, big pumpkin. I mean, it took three strong high school guys mm-hmm. to put that in the back of a 1987 Cutlass Supreme with the velvet benches. So you put it in the back seat? Is that no, what no, in the in the trunk, in the actual trunk, in the okay. actual trunk. And when we put it in the trunk, it was like whoosh. Weighed but the car luckily, down the Cutlass had the world's biggest trunk. You could fit like eight bodies yeah. in there. I'm pretty sure that's how they marketed it back then. And uh, we did steal it. And then my friends dropped me off at my house. And then the police were called on them, and they were pulled over uh, ten houses up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cop, when he found. The 300-pound pumpkin in the trunk just laughed. <laughs> Did he make you guys take it back? Didn't I, So I'm watching this all go down. So I am not in trouble. Uh-huh. I, my friends didn't die me out. But he made them drive back to that house and return the pumpkin. But what they didn't know is that there was like seven kids who lived at that house. And this was the highlight of their year. And so when they were sheepishly returning the pumpkin, all the kids were out, like, basically uh, doing that scene from Game of Thrones, like, shame on you. Shame. 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 <laughs> and so the, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, they were shamed and uh, got off with a warning, and that was the end of our uh, pumpkin-stealing capers. Well, if you ever decide to get back into the business of big pumpkins, uh, these these folks from Minnesota that brought their giant pumpkin out to California to have it weighed in, uh, they won $30,000 for growing the biggest pumpkin and setting a world record. And the I mean, giant but, pumpkin named Michael Jordan. I mean, but how much does it cost to transport a 2,000-plus pound Basically pumpkin? Basically a 3,000-pound pumpkin? To, from Minnesota to California. That's got to be thousands of dollars. Probably $30,000. You're probably breaking even on that. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Speaking of generational differences, so I'm 31. A couple years ago, I was talking to a, a younger guy. He's about 22 or 23. And we were also talking about generational differences. And when he told me, that he did not know what the the symbol meant on on your smartphone for like the call function, the, the little phone. He didn't know what that was, and that also he didn't know what it meant when you say to hang up the phone. And I'm telling you, it just made me feel like a decrepit old man. Some of these generational differences, man, they just oh, they age me. Message deleted. No, man. So what you're talking about, you know, you have a firm recollection of what it means to hang up the phone. And this young man does not know what that is. He is missing out. The art of slamming slamming down a phone. phone. And it had the bell in it. I mean, that was a move. You know, like a telemarketer calls you in the middle of dinner and you're like, don't ever call here again. Bing. That, that, That is something that will never be recreated. Was it Casino or Goodfellas? I can't remember what. It was some gangster mobster movie where they beat the beat hell out of someone with somebody. a phone? With a phone, which uh, the, the Foley artist yeah, on Joe that. Joe Pesci uh, 
beat, yeah, it was Casino, yeah, where Joe Pesci beat the guy the phone. Yeah, and the just the Foley artists on that mm-hmm. were phenomenal. You could not beat somebody to death with a phone today if you tried. It just would, you, well, and also screen the, would crack. Yeah, the iPhone's just too expensive. Yeah. You know, we can't be, it's at $1,500, <laughs> man. I can't be beating someone to death with this thing. Please leave a message after the tone. I just wanted to share a really embarrassing moment that happened to me last night. I was out on a first date and accidentally called my date by my ex's name. So needless to say, there will not be a second date. Anyone else ever had a cringe-worthy moment like that? So first off, why would she even know that was your ex's name? Yeah, did you tell her that that was your ex's name after it? You should have told her it's your mom's name. That's why there's not a second date. If you bring up an ex on a first date, never... Ever, ever. Call no, her, I've never. Her the wrong name, period, is bad. But. I've never been on a date before. This is the first time I've ever gone out with anyone, mm-hmm. as far as you know. I'm not going to talk about, if you go out on a date with somebody and they're talking about how awful their ex is on date number one, that is a massive red flag. I would rather talk politics than my exes on a first date. Yeah. I just don't understand how you do that. Like that, like that scene from Friends, that iconic scene where it's like, "I Ross, I Ross, take you, Emily, take you, Rachel." Like that was, yeah. it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Shouldn't. You've never called an ex or a current girlfriend an ex's name. Nah. Have you ever been called an no. ex's name? Nah. That happened to me one time. Really? She caught Tell herself halfway more. through. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait, what were you guys doing at the time? Nothing, nothing. It, was, it wasn't sexy time. Thank goodness. I'm sure if you were doing something stupid, then you're like, all right. Well, yeah, check it out. Yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Mahoney, in all your years in the customer service and uh, waiting table industry, did you ever run into any counterfeit bills? Did you ever... Try to have anyone scam you with a fake bill? Uh, I don't think we ever had a fake bill passed when I was waiting tables, but we did have that highlighter in the back manager's office. Just to make sure that that hundo is the real deal? I was like, even if they give me a fake dollar, fake bill, I'm like, somebody else will deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, we're still taking it. Yeah, we're still going to put that in the old till. Uh, But yeah, no, there's there's not a lot of instances where I remember uh, encountering counterfeit bills, but there was one particular night i was at um banana joe's nightclub one of the 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 classy establishment that it is that's right used to do a college night there and it was pretty packed there'd be people from all over the place and i I distinctly remember that there was the um like the undercover law enforcement like the special division that would Uh sometimes be lurking around mostly because there was like a bunch of hot college chicks that were there but yeah. they acted like they were just keeping everything. Uh-huh. You know, you're the, the you're up. there to keep them from drinking and not see all the shenanigans that are going down. Uh-huh. Well, one night, they had a guy out in the alley, and they had him totally surrounded. And, you know, me being the helpful citizen that I am, I walked over to inquire what was going on. Uh-huh. You know, as the MC of the event, I had to make sure that no, no one was going to disrupt the flow of the Banana Joe's You were party. keeping the party pumping, That's Dave. right. Uh, turns out that the guy had bought a round of Jello shots, which... Makes it even funnier with a fake twenty dollar bill, and then when they confronted him about it, because I guess the the waitress like could tell by the feel of it mm-hmm. that it was a fake twenty dollar bill, and so she alerted the manager. They alerted the undercover cops. They surround the guy. He had a whole pocket full of twenty dollar bills, and I learned something that day that if you're going to counterfeit bills, if you counterfeit hundreds, they get a lot more scrutiny. If you counterfeit 20s, they tend to fly under the radar a lot easier. Yeah, because it's like, who counterfeits a $20 bill? Well, I actually have a story about a guy that was counterfeiting $20 bills. Okay. Just recently, as a matter of fact, he got busted. Uh, He was at a local pizzeria, a Marco's Pizza, and he tried to pass off 
a fake $20 bill for a uh, for a bill where he got $12.76 back in change. Deputies confirmed the bill is counterfeit as it did not have a visible watermark or security strip. It also felt grainy. The man had walked to a nearby tropical smoothie restaurant where he went to go use the restroom. And then for whatever reason, he went back to the pizzeria, maybe because he had ordered something and then... I don't know. They didn't have a bathroom there. It's like it's all kind of weird. None uh-huh. of this really makes sense. He got back. Cops were waiting for him. Boom. Arrested. He was trying to scam the old world pepperoni, those pepperoni cups, which are the most superior form of all pizza toppings, in my opinion. Don't you uh, Don't you always say the pepperoni cups are your favorite because they hold just the perfect amount of grease? They do. Little, 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 little cups, little, little chalices of grease. <laughs> oh. But also, I'm trying to think because I order from Marco's on a fairly regular basis and... Uh, I don't know anything that would get you $12.86 back on a 20. Yeah, what did you, you ordered something Half that a was cheesy bread? $7? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? But Two, uh, two liters of Coke? This guy, uh, 36 years old, his name is uh, Dick Thomas Stivel. That looks like the guy, I mean, I'm not going to say he his head looks phallic, but it does, Dave. <laughs> yeah. so, it's an appropriate name. Yeah, it is. This is David Mahoney. The worst cover songs of the internet have landed here for your enjoyment. It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Kim is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you, Kim? I'm doing good. So do you feel like you're ready? Because everyone that calls us tells us, hey, I do so good at this game when I'm listening to it on the radio, but then when I actually played it, uh-oh, it's a lot harder. Do Dave, you feel like you're prepared? Dave, yeah, yesterday the, yesterday the songs were really hard. They were, so. yeah. Dave, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're being, uh, you're, 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 you're not being, the pow- you're not embracing the power of positivity. I believe in you, Kim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what a white knight Mahoney is. Look at this guy over here. That's right. Here to save the day. We actually have some really popular ones today. We've got one that's got 765,000 views, another one that's got 209,000, one that has 57 million views. So we have some really popular ones today. Good luck. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here we go with number one. Stop it right there. I mean, obviously, some real skills with the guitar playing and starting to, start to pick up. Not you know. terrible. Uh, that's from Travis T. Warren, if you're curious about the artist okay. there. And over to you, Kim. Do you know it? Uh, Aerosmith? Mm hmm. Um, uh, this is much harder on the <laughs> <laughs> There goes the power of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, you got Aerosmith correct. We'll give you a half point on that one. I, I would recommend not burning a lifeline there. That was sweet emotion by Aerosmith mm. is what you're looking sweet for. Sweet emotion. Yeah, yeah. Such an easy one. I should have totally known. It's all right. I think this, uh, this next one is also a very, very popular song. Uh, it's got 765,000 views. Here we go. A lot of views. I've been too long. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm Stop it right there. Yeah. yeah, I can see why it's got a lot of views. 
Do you know it, Kim? Uh, back in Black. Mm-hmm. By? ACDC. There we go. Full point. Well done. I love it when somebody yeah. makes their own rendition of something, you know? Yeah. That was that, that was solid. Uh, this next one here is the least popular one of the morning. While we have some that have millions of views, this one has 19. Uh, so good luck to you. Uh, Lifeline's still intact. Here we go. Uh An angel smile is what you sell. You promised me heaven to put me through hell. Chains of love got hold on me. When passion's a prison, you can't break me. Oh, and unfortunately, we have to stop it right there. Uh, that is from an artist we have heard from before, Mahoney. That is DJ Mike Six Two Six. Again, nineteen views on that Killing bad boy, it. and I love the acapella instrumental version that we got there at the top. Just really strong. Kim, do you know it? Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. Um, you're. I can't think of the name of the song. <laughs> you want to tag in Mahoney? Um. Okay. Yeah. You give love a bad name. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I it's great. So you got a full point there. You got two and a half points. You're doing well. We still need okay. one and a half more points out of these next two. Okay. This next one from uh, from Adam Sandler has got 209,000. The Adam Sandler. The Adam Sandler. Okay. 209,000 views. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, absolutely love that. That may be better than the uh, the source material. Dave. I don't even know if he changed any of the lyrics. <laughs> I think <laughs> I those were that was word for word. Uh, Kim, do you know it? Uh, even flow. Mm-hmm. Something even song. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, I don't. Uh, I don't know the artist. Nirvana. Uh, I have no idea. Close. Right city. Part of the big grunge movement. Not Nirvana. Not Soundgarden. But the other one. Um. Uh. I. I. Don't tell about pilots. I have no idea. Oh, dang it. No, it's, I don't know. No, Pearl Jam. It's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Uh, it's all right. Okay. okay. Sorry. No, You're doing fine. all right. You're doing all right. Yeah, you, you have a total of three points. <laughs> I want to listen to Adam Sandler. Well, I, I did not know before today that I just want to listen to Adam Sandler cover nothing but Pearl Jam songs. <laughs> I would listen to a whole album of that. He's a better singer than yeah. Eddie. Maybe. All right, last one here. This has got 57 million views. Good luck. I say go restless longing for some solitary company I know that I must do what's right I sure as killing the Darrow rises like Olympus above the Serengeti I seek to cure what's deep inside Fighting all this thing that I'll become to stop it right there although i'm sad that we have to that's better than the the weezer cover of that did song. you say 57 million, million views? views on that one yeah Ooh. kim for the win do you know it Toto africa Boom. there it is power positive thank you 
This is Dave and Mahoney. So Jason said that I was missing out on a couple of the Halloween decorations that I need to at least be considering for my home. As I mentioned earlier, there is some uh, videos that Home Depot has put out kind of describing some of their Halloween stuff. And you know it's expensive when they're putting real money into the production for a commercial for just a gigantic skeleton to stand in your yard. How much is that gigantic skeleton? Uh, around $350, and that's on the cheaper end. So if you want to go with, like, the giant zombie one, that one is upwards of $700. $700? But that one's even bigger, and it's got, like, this giant grave that it shakes back and forth. And I mean, how, bi- how big are we? I'm talking the, like- the, the, the giant zombie one is probably about, about the same height, but it's massive. It's, like, super wide. Because you don't have the entire body. It looks like basically just like the zombies mm-hmm. coming out of the ground. Right. With the upper half of it and it's shaking the headstone. That's kind of cool. It's like animatronics and everything else. But uh, Jason said, have you considered the smoldering Reaper of Souls? And I think that it's worth giving it a listen. If you value life, you should turn back now. To the animated smoldering Reaper of Souls, you are a dish best served, terrified, hell-bent on havoc. He stands an intimidating eight feet tall. It is adorned with a jagged, bejeweled base. I love the sounds of your whimpered pleading. It's like music to my ears. (laughs) And if you die before you wake, it won't be the Lord your soul to take. Thanks for shopping at the Home Depot. (laughs) Yeah, that may be a little much for the young kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the smoldering reaper of souls. Holy moly. How much does the smoldering reaper of souls look or cost? It looks like it depends if you're shopping at Home Depot or at Lowe's. Yeah, it's going to cost you about 275 to 325 depending on where you land. What I don't understand is these videos, they're like very animated. It's not just like a video of the decoration in action. Like it's so overproduced. It's they, they've like, got, they've got, it's like a multi-camera shoot where they're... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a Saturday morning cart to like just show the decoration and that no, should be enough. No, this is perfect. Uh, one more here for consideration. This is the Predator of the Night, Mahoney. Uh, mm-hmm. What is wait. this? So, just to kind of give you a visual of this, it kind of looks like it's got a wolf head with moose horns. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. It's they just, I, I think they just like took the rest of the pieces they had left over that were all scary and kind of put them together. Okay. And they're like, this is the Predator of the Night. Something wicked this way comes, rising from the deepest layers of the spirit world. The nine-foot animated predator of the night returns to the land of the living, hell-bent on stealing the soul from your body and the breath from your very lungs. And all others should take heed. Happy Halloween, and thanks for shopping at the Home Depot. (laughs) This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Time to play Tipsy through the quad. or Toddler on Dave and Mahoney. It is time for a round of Tipsy or Toddler, and it's amazing, Mahoney, that the things that are said by very drunk people are so close to the things that are said by little kids. Dave, I have a theory that, like, when we drink way too much, we regress back to a simpler time in our lives, and that's why we sound so childish when we drink. Jenny is joining us today. Jenny, uh, have you spent any time around very drunk people or little kids as of late? I have. I've got a two-year-old granddaughter who lives with me. 
Excellent. Well, hopefully that uh, gives you a little bit of a leg up here. We're going to act these things out to the best of our abilities today. Mahoney, do you feel like you're ready as a thespian Dave, to perform? I'm ready to take the stage. Here we go with number one. <clears throat> take it away, Mahoney. My hair is short. It looks short, don't it? Did I cut my hair? You did. You don't remember getting the scissors and cutting your hair? I cut my hair. Yeah, we tried to stop. You said you didn't like it anymore. I shove my hair. I cut my hair. Jenny, is that a tipsy person or a toddler? I think it's a tipsy person. That is correct, yes. I actually would have guessed toddler on that because little kids do that all the time, but here Always we go. Good. My hair is short. I thought they were short, Tony. Come on. You did? You don't remember going and getting the scissors and cutting your hair? We tried to get you to stop. You said that you didn't like it anymore. I got my hair. I got my hair. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Wow. All right, Jenny, you're on the board with one. Well done. Here we go. On to number two. What do you call water that's cold? Cold water. What do you call water that's hot? Mm, hot water? What do you call water that's frozen? Mm, frozen water? No, you silly. It's ice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Jenny, tipsy or toddler? I think somebody that pleased with themselves has to be a toddler. It is. It is a toddler. Here we go. What do you call water that's cold? Cold water. What do you call water that's hot? Uh, hot water. What do you call water that's frozen? Uh, frozen water. No, you silly, it's ice. <laughs> <laughs> that gets cute. All right, uh, two for two, you're doing fantastic. Here we go on number three, this one a bit shorter. Not to be, um, uh, not saying to be on under this, uh, uh, con, uh, tart cars are what a car and a comp tart car is, is. Is that a tipsy person or is that a oh, toddler? No. Um, I have no idea. Tipsy. Tipsy is. Correct. You are doing fantastic. This is, yeah, just the train of thought of a very drunk person. Not to be, um, uh, not saying to be on, under, on this. Under a con, uh, Torque cars are what it costs. Torque is. Excellent. All right, Jenny, you can uh, get the win right here if you get this one correct. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm mad. Why? Because I'm mad. Why are you mad? You make me sad. And always I love you. Why look in the face? Give me a hug. Or you, or you got to sleep in my room. You got to choose. Is that a tipsy person or is that a toddler for the win? Uh, I hope it's a toddler. It is. <laughs> you win. Well done. Four for four. Let's have a listen. I'm mad. Why? Because I'm mad. Why are you mad? You make me sad. And always I love you. Why look in the face? Give me a hug. Oh, you want to sleep in my room? Yeah, I choose. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? 
Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So is there anything more aggravating than going to or watching a movie been dying to see and then you realize that all of the good parts were in the trailer already and that's it? Message deleted. I feel that. I uh, I don't watch a lot of trailers because of that. Like I, there's some people that will get hyped up about a movie. They're like, oh, let's watch all the trailers before we go see it to, you know, get excited about the movie. I'm like, nope, because I don't want any part of it to have been revealed to me Ahead of time, like the I've watched the trailer for um, that new Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, the Killer Moon Flower, whatever that's yeah, going to be on Apple. That's yeah. going to win all the Oscars allegedly. Yeah, it looks I mean, great. It's got an incredible cast. It's it a really, Scorsese film. Scorsese, I believe, right? John Lithgow is also in it. Jesse Plemons is in it. I mean, it's stacked with amazing talent. And I watched one trailer, but it looked kind of confusing enough where they weren't really giving anything away. It just showed like yeah, Leonardo no DiCaprio explosions and a fight for land that has oil on it. I'm like, that's all I need. Don't yeah. don't tell me anything else. There's been some Marvel movies over the years that they've shot fake scenes to put into the trailers uh. just so they don't reveal uh, some of the story. I'm the same way with you, though, when it comes to books, Dave, like at least from my favorite authors, which I know that are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like if it's in a, a series, there's a series by a guy named Raymond Feist, and he's written like 30 books. And after about like book four that I had read that I was just all in on, I never read the back of a book ever again, just because I, Too many you know, spoilers. sometimes it can, you know, sometimes the back of books can give you half the book. All I read is the back of the book. I don't read the whole thing. Now that's good thinking right there. Please leave a message after the tone. Uh, hey, the raccoon idea, non-starter, man. You ought to just, you ought to just squash that dream right now, put it to bed, focus on something else, get like a, a new Corvette or something, you know, to feed that midlife crisis, but raccoon, bad idea. I used to work at an animal hospital, and we'd have some come in that were supposed pets. No, they're wild animals posing as pets. You'll you'll live to regret it. I mean, if you live, if you get the raccoon and you live, you will live to regret it. Don't get the raccoon. Just saying. Message I mean, deleted. you can't get, like, a, a random raccoon off the street, but no, if you yeah. got, like, a baby-ass raccoon... Yeah, and you raise it up, you give it everything it needs, and you develop a bond with it. Yeah, I mean, you're not just... I'm not just going and picking a random one out of a, a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Those are criminals. Hosing it down and inviting it into my house. Like, hey, welcome. I mean, your <laughs> wife did that with you. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> Be on the Dave and Mahoney Show by leaving a voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Leave a message. Mahoney, I don't feel like you have the same struggles that I do. Uh, you know, your wife is a very, very responsible person that is capable of taking care of virtually anything, and that is showcased by her ability to take care of you. Right. Uh, but she doesn't make rash decisions. Like, you guys, you and your wife have this obsession, I would say, almost with wiener dogs, but you don't get a wiener dog, which is kind of strange because you certainly have the ability to take care of care of it we do you certainly have the means to make sure that it's well taken care of but you don't get a wiener dog and why is that well because dave you don't want to get a dog and then like have a baby or something along those lines and we've been talking about this for 10 years because then the dog is going to feel left out you got to have a baby first and then you get a dog that's how it works so you're not opposed to having a dog you just want the baby to be able to plant the flag first and claim their well i want the baby to grow up and then be like seven or eight years old and be able to take care of that dog Ah, so you don't want any more responsibility for yourself. Got it. Exactly. Meanwhile, the other side of things, I've got a wife that, you know, has four kids Mm -hmm. and uh, wants a pet cow. 
a whole ass pet cow? Is she does she know how to milk a cow, Dave? <laughs> well, can I ask you that? Is that a little too personal? I don't know if she knows how to milk a cow. Uh, my kids certainly seem to know how to <laughs> milk something. Uh huh. But uh, I, I saw this story in the news, and I thought, you know what? This is where I just need to move, so that way my wife doesn't actually uh, continue to press for a pet cow. She can just experience it, kind of like being an aunt or an uncle. You know, you get to be the superhero for just a minute and enjoy all of the fun and the spoils of having the kids, but then you send them back. If you get a pet cow, do you got to eat that cow? I don't think you can eat the cow. If you name the cow, I don't think you can eat the cow. Yeah. All other cows eligible for eating. Uh, but don't they one. name all the, the A5 Wagyu they bring out like a birth certificate and like the story of its life? You're like, I don't need to know all this, man. It's like just <laughs> lived happily in a field until one day we brought his Surprise. ass here. <laughs> and now you're eating Larry. <laughs> Larry? So a herd of up to four dozen cows were spotted wandering through a neighborhood in Port Washington, Wisconsin. Four dozen cows. That's a lot of cows. That's a lot of surprise cows. Sure. Like if you just see four dozen cows in a field, that's fine. Four dozen surprise cows, totally different. Anytime you're driving and you see cows and you don't yell cows, that's (laughs) un-American. That is. You can't be cruising down the interstate. A patriot dies if you don't yell cows. And look away. What are you, you kind of monster are you? Uh, Residents were astonished at the cows just rolling through the Rolling Hills estate, leaving footprints and causing, you know, minor damage to garden because Mm -hmm. they're a bunch of lumbering-ass cows. Uh, several neighbors attempted to help wrangle the cows, leading them back to their farm. I guess they escaped from a farm that was about a half mile away because somebody literally just left a barn door open. Were, you, were they, 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 they literally, were they born in that were barn? Were they born in that were barn? Were you born yeah. in that barn? What, if you are born in a barn, do you just have carte blanche to leave all doors open every time I, you got? Also, is that like, as a matter of fact, like, does Jesus leave every door open? He's like, as a matter of fact, I was born in a barn. Thank yeah. you very much. How well, dare you? Well, I was a manger. I mean, but, you know, it's kind of kind of Barney. Boy, it is. <laughs> so they, did they get the cows back? Yeah, the, uh, the owner of the cows confirmed all of them were returned safely after the incident. And are you going to be getting your wife one of these four, four dozen cows? I will not. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 